Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I am Jay Thomas, and this week we are going to be talking about a Transformers movie. I haven't really talked about the Transformers yet. Because uh, as a movie franchise, I really kind of hate all of them, except the one lone exception. And that is from 2018, not directed by Michael Bay. It's Bumblebee. I'm Charlie Watson. I'm 18. Today, actually. Is the Beetle for sale? Yours, kid. Happy birthday. Here's the deal. People can be terrible about things they don't understand. From now on, the only person you can show yourself around is me. Oh, I'm, I'm good. Now I'm good, thanks. There's a war raging on our planet. If this criminal isn't found, that war may find its way here. Is there anyone that can help you? Do you have a family? Me. They're calling an army. I've seen firsthand these things really are. Bumblebee. There is only one way to end this war. You must protect Earth and its people. Take it down! I back me! And I want to go back to the first time that I saw the original Transformers, which was directed by Michael Bay. Michael Bay. And just talk about, like, uh, I was very disappointed when I saw the movie. I was in the theater. I was excited for it. I'm like, oh, man, this is something I grew up with. But it's funny because I really don't have a ton of memory of me loving the Transformers when I was little. Like, I had Transformers toys. Of course I did. I was a child in the 80s. You had to have you had to have He-Man toys, Transformers, and G.I. Joe. Like, for sure, those were in your collection somewhere. And I'm sure I watched the cartoon here and there, but I wasn't, like, religiously obsessed with it. And I'm pretty sure I had seen the movie, the animated movie. But I went into Transformers, like, really excited. I wanted to like it. For the most part, I enjoy Michael Bay's ridiculousness in his movies. And I like Shia LaBeouf at the time. And, uh, I mean, a little. I mean, I didn't dislike him. I didn't. Didn't really care one way or the other. Uh, So I went in uh, very excited. As the movie goes on, I just kept thinking, this is really stupid. Like, I don't really like this movie. And the Transformers look terrible. I don't really know what's going on. This is really long. I don't think I like this movie. And I left the theater so confused. Because I didn't know why I didn't like Transformers. By definition, it's something I should have enjoyed. I should have liked it. I liked crazy, stupid Michael Bay movies at the time. I loved the Transformers as a kid, or at least I thought that I did. Uh, Now I'm not so sure, but 
uh, I was confused. So I went home and I got on the computer and I found I found the uh, Transformers movie online. I think it was maybe on YouTube or something. And I watched the whole thing. And I, I might have downloaded it from LimeWire, actually. That's how long ago it was. And I watched it and I loved it. I was just into it from the beginning to the end. I was like, nope, I do love the Transformers. I really like what they did here, other than, uh, you know, killing Optimus Prime. And then I, I was just like, okay, well, Transformers is just a bad movie. And then the sequel came out. I don't even remember which one that one's called. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon, or is that the third one? Or something dark? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Uh, it sucked as well. And then I went to the one after that. Because for some reason I thought, this one looks like this is going to be different. It wasn't. It was a piece of sh** too, just like all the other ones. Except they just progressively got worse. And kind of more racist, which I didn't see that coming. Like, I think I liked the third one a little bit more than I liked the second one. The second one is just, it's so, so bad. And I, the action is just so frantic, and you don't, like, you can't really distinguish the Autobots from the Decepticons. It, they just, everything just kind of blazes together. And kind of the, the fun of the original, like, cartoon where you had these very distinct robots was was gone. It wasn't there. So I really kind of checked out. I think I've seen some of the other ones, but just parts. I've never, fin whatever one that has Mark Wahlberg in it, I watched for maybe 15 minutes and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do this. So I, I, I quit watching this one. And I was never really that particularly, I wasn't a big Bumblebee fan. I don't dislike Bumblebee, but I liked Optimus Prime. He was a leader. I liked that he turned into a semi-truck. I thought he looked cool. He had an awesome voice. Um, and B Bumblebee, I just, I was like, they keep really focusing on B in this one. That's weird. And all these. And then when there was like the prequel of Bumblebee coming out, I was like, I don't, I don't care about that. And then they said, not directed by Michael Bay. I was like, go on. What, what more do you have to say? And, uh, I watched it. I don't remember if I saw it in the theater. I might've waited until I got home, but I think, I think I saw it in the theater. And I just know that the first time I watched it, by the time it was over, I'm like, holy shit, I love Bumblebee. It's everything I wanted in a Transformers movie. I did see it in the theater because I remember the first three minutes. The first three minutes of Bumblebee is better than the entire franchise before Bumblebee. It's it's all Transformers and it takes place on Cybertron and it's the like kind of the downfall of Cybertron and it is just Transformer on Transformer. But you know what? You can tell who they are. They're distinct sound waves in it. Uh, you've got all these uh, very neat-looking CG giant robots that look how you remember Transformers looking. And they're moving like they should move. And the action isn't all over the place. It's focused. I'm like, what is... What? This... Why was this not the movie? Why is this not the franchise that we got all those years ago? This is where it should have started. And then the movie kept going. And you're introduced... To Haley Seinfeld's character, Charlie. Charlie Watson. And she's a very likable character. She's not stupid. Every character in the Transformers movies is dumb. Or, like, annoying and unlikable. Shia LaBeouf was okay. Like, I didn't dislike him, but it was just just so... Everybody's obnoxious in the Michael Bay Transformers movies. And I think under uh, Travis Knight, who did a movie that I really liked, Kubo and the Two Strings. That was one of my favorite movies of 2016. Uh, I, he gave everybody room to breathe. And this movie, it was almost like it was tailor-made for me because this feels like a movie that came straight out of the 80s and it takes place in 1987 
where Bumblebee finds refuge in a junkyard in a small California beach town. On the cusp of turning 18 and trying to find her place in the world, Charlie Watson discovers Bumblebee, battle-scarred and broken. So when we meet Bumblebee on Cybertron, he actually has a voice. Dylan O'Brien does his voice, and we know in the other movies, he doesn't. Uh, he talks through the radio and through voices on there and songs and things like that. And that was something that sometimes it was just a little too on the nose. Still kind of is here and there. But before Cybertron falls, Optimus Prime tells B to get out of there, go to Earth, protect it, and protect its people. So he lands on Earth, and he instantly runs into John Cena and his like Marine characters. They're doing like a like a training exercise or something and uh they notice bumblebee and then decepticons follow and find him and uh, a bunch of his crew gets killed bumblebee tries to fight back bumblebee gets hurt very badly gets his his voice box taken out and basically his memory wiped like they leave him basically for dead and john cena only sees bumblebee he doesn't see the other things so he thinks bumblebee's bad his whole crew goes down and so then there's like this kind of Vendetta, but then then a couple years I think takes place or a little bit anyway before Bumblebee's mind can completely go away uh, or his memory he uh, sees a, a a yellow bug a Volkswagen bug transforms into that and then winds up at this junkyard that uh, that Charlie goes to and when they meet it's very it's very ET like it's a like I realized that the most when I rewatched this the other day like this movie is sort of like Transformers mixed with E.T. and kind of the Iron Giant in a way, just because, you know, he's a giant robot made of iron and there's a child that's his friend. I mean, she's an adult technically since she's 18. But it's it's a it's a really, I think, good like coming of age story. And I've always been kind of been a sucker for those. And those are kind of like the best 80s movies anyway. And there's lots of references to those. Like they show The Breakfast Club it, kind of too much. Like they sort of pander to The Breakfast Club quite a bit in this. Um, but Charlie's got, you know, she's a little distant from everybody else. She's distant from her family, her friends. Uh, her mom has been remarried after the dad passes away. She has a little brother and a stepdad who she doesn't really like. You know, just tropes of 80s coming-of-age stories. Kind of all of them, really. Not even just 80s, but with the soundtrack just needle-dropping left and right. 80s hits. I mean, you just feel like you're in that time period. And she looks like she would be in the 80s, but not like in a obvious we're making an 80s movies kind of fake look like she's not in like fitness gear or anything like that or like super like fluorescent clothing anything like that. that might have been early 90s but either way like everybody looks normal they don't look like they're super trying to be in the 80s and I like that kind of does a thing that Stranger Things sort of did in the beginning like you know what era you're in but they're not like constantly throwing it in your face in fact I kind of thought like if uh, you were a fan of, of Stranger Things, you'd probably like this movie. But I, I enjoyed when she first meets Bumblebee. She's kind of a car girl, and she was when her, da her dad was too. They are building a car together, and he passes away, and ever since then she hasn't really touched the car. And she's, you know, fixing up Bumblebee and then discovers what he actually is. And um, the scene when they first meet I, I thought was really good, and, like, it just it really reminded me of E.T. And E.T., like, growing up was one of my favorite movies because like as much as she's trying to grow and become you know a, a, a better person Bumblebee's also trying to figure out what he is like he knows he's a transformer but he doesn't know he doesn't remember the past and he doesn't remember exactly what happened to him he's basically back to factory settings um, but it, I I liked that this one was a lot slower and it was much more about the characters 
was much more about Charlie and her relationship with Bumblebee and their friendship and how they really become family and she even has a, a bully like you'd imagine all all 80s teen movies had the bitchy girl that goes out of her way to make your life hell and there's a, a scene in this movie with that and then she has to go get revenge with Bumblebee and her friend Memo who's a, a neighbor and then there's kind of a really fun car chase with that but then that also puts Bumblebee on the radar of things but um, what I also liked was that there are Decepticons, but there's only like two of them. And they're there to try to find Bumblebee once they get the signal. Uh, after they murder one of the Autobots on a, on a moon, it looked like, um, just cut him in half. I mean, it's brutal. And I loved it. thought it was great. The Decepticons are voiced by, well, actually, I didn't realize this, voiced by Angela Bassett and Justin Thoreau, uh, which I thought was, I was like, who who are these voices? And I, I like that. I like that it was just basically three Transformers in this movie. They weren't trying to jam in. I mean, there was a ton in that first three minutes. But then afterwards, it becomes this very uh, small story of the Decepticons trying to take over uh, our communications and our satellite and destroy Bumblebee. And the government meets up with them, not knowing that they're bad. And other than John Cena, he's like, do we really want to trust these? They're literally called Decepticons. That was maybe my favorite line in the whole movie. So the government's going to work with them, and so you're dealing with government scientists and all this stuff, and it's all just, like, just reminds me of the 80s movies, like Project X, or kind of the Explorers in a little way, too, and, like, Cloak and Dagger. You just got a lot of, like, this teenagers in the middle of all of this stuff. I really liked the first half of the movie a lot more than the second half, because the second half, like... I feel like it just sort of out of nowhere gets to where, you know, the Transformers have to fight each other, and which is fine. I I loved it because you could actually see what was going on. Like from the first fight that Bumblebee has with well, it was some Transformer in the beginning, some uh, Decepticon. I can't remember which one it is, um, but they both have distinct looks. And even during the scene, you can see what movements they're doing and you're not getting them mixed up. You can tell who's who. That is just such a breath of fresh air when it comes to this franchise, because I literally had no idea what was ever going on. I can't say much for the later movies, because I didn't really see them. I don't even I don't even really know how many Transformers movies there are, to be completely honest. I gave up. And I just, on a whim, I thought Bumblebee looked different enough that I needed to see it. And I'm so glad that I did. And then, you know, a couple years have passed, and I'm like, is Bumblebee really as good as I remember it being? So naturally that meant I'm going to have to rewatch it. And man, I, I fell in love with it all over again. I got goosebumps and parts. I think it was just, it's... It takes time to let you get to know these characters and care about them. And, I mean, there's the obvious story of, of Charlie and her parents and her not being close to their mom and them not understanding. And then, of course, they end up helping out and everybody becomes like a happy family in the end. But, like, it works. And it just is so much like the movies I grew up watching. And so, I mean, I think this movie is kind of tailor-made for like my age group specifically, like people in their 40s, late 30s and early 40s. But it works, man. It works really well for me. If you're somebody that, that gave up on the Transformers movies because they sucked all the ass, uh, they do. You're not wrong, but Bumblebee's the exception. Bumblebee's really, really great. Like, I love this movie. Um, there's a there's a fun scene where, I mean, and there's some childish stuff, but Bumblebee's basically a little kid in this movie. I mean, he's kind of just figuring out who he is again. And there's a moment where he goes in the house, and the only one that's in the house is a little dog. And it really reminds me a lot of Harry and the Hendersons. Specifically, there's a moment where he sits on the couch, and it just completely falls apart. All I was thinking was Harry and the Hendersons the whole time. And he's trying to be quiet, and he's just this big, giant robot in this small house. And 
I was like, this is it's just such an obvious joke to do, but it worked for me. It I don't I can't explain it. It's worked every time I've watched the movie. Uh, there's a really I thought good scene where Charlie's actually telling Bumblebee about the loss of her dad, and it's kind of helping her move on a little bit. And they play a uh, a cover of Unchained Melody by Sam Cooke that I'd never heard before this movie, and it, it's like one of my favorite songs. It, it's it, it's so good, and you just it it helps build. The character of Charlie and Bumblebee, like, literally, like, legitimately looks like he cares. Like, they just the animation on him alone, I totally believe it. I, I totally bought that there was a giant robot there, and it strengthens the two of them. And um, then when they add, you know, her her friend that's got a crush on her, and, I mean, I don't, I don't know that they're going to, I don't know if he's going to be that successful with her. But um, I was, the thing that bums me out is I know that the new one, while it does follow this one, takes place in 94, I think. I don't know if it will connect to this movie much other than the fact that it has Bumblebee in it. I Because I really liked the character of Charlie Watson. I think it'd be fun if she stayed on. But at the same time, I kind of don't mind the idea of different human characters being in it each time. You know, like where it isn't just Sam Witwicky for three movies and whatever the hell they did in, the, in between time. But I really like Haley Seinfeld. I think she's a really good actress. I liked her in this. I liked her in um, Coen Brothers movie they did, which I can't think of off the top of my head right now. And uh, Hawkeye, I thought she was really good in. So I, well, True Grit, that's what that's what it was. Um, and I really, I, I thought this movie was just so much better than it rightfully should be. And if you've never given it a chance, I highly recommend it. It's a really good movie to watch. I think it'd be, it's a good, like, kids movie, too. Because I, I guarantee if I would have been a kid and saw this movie in the 80s, I would have lost my shit over it. I would have loved it. And this should have been the movie that started the Transformers franchise. My, I mean, I could see if you're, if you like the other ones and you watch this one, I could see where you'd be annoyed because this one, uh, there's not a lot of Transformers in it. There's not a lot of Transformer action. There are some good action set pieces, but there's it's kind of few and far between. Uh, there's a really good moment where there are uh, dumb humans and uh, they get like evaporized by the uh, Decepticons. And I, I loved that moment when they kind of first come to Earth. I thought that was great. But there, I mean, there's not a lot of Autobots versus uh, Decepticons, other than the first three minutes. It's, it's like all of it. But Optimus Prime has a cameo kind of in the middle as like a Obi-Wan Kenobi type message, uh, which I really liked. And then there's a there's a nod to him at the end. And, and of course, there's an after credit scene. Or Actually, it's not even an after credit. It says uh, who directed it. And then it uh, it flips over to a, the cutscene, uh, which I liked. I thought that was good. I really liked Bumblebee, and it really got me excited to see the new one. And I hope it's good. I really do. I what, From what I've heard, it definitely follows this as far as uh, the characters are well-drawn. Humans are not like the best part, but it's the Transformers are better in this one. And again, they're distinct. They have good designs. You can tell who they are. You know, you don't get lost in the action like you do in the other ones. So I hope they learn from this movie. It sounds like they did. Uh, Travis Knight sounded like he was the best director to take it over and, and go. Michael Bay isn't completely gone from the series. He's still a producer. But I'm glad that they moved away. And I, I think this movie, it does loose. Bumblebee does loosely tie to the original so it is like a prequel but i kind of feel like they're gonna do their own thing sort of like the x-men movies where yes it may go to what we know but maybe not and if it is a maybe not i say yes thousand times yes uh so stay tuned because hopefully soon there will be a bonus podcast about transformers rise of the beasts or whatever it's called 
Daily Lunch Podcast is an Alpha Media production.